I just wanted some simple beat driven music that people can listen to in the clubs. I think it's 100% me. <laughs> Egyptian came from King Tut. When I was young growing up, I saw the young king of Egypt, and I always wanted to be that king in control of his own empire, not knowing that I was going to start a record label later on. I wanted to be my own boss. So Egyptian came from King Tut, and the lover part came from Rudolph Valentino, who was a um, silent movie actor in the 20s. And when he passed away, he had a line of women all around the block, you know, just come see his body in a, in a glass casket. And he did a movie called The Feet. It just stuck into me, you know, like, wow, he's so impressive. It's just his, um, his attitude, his coolness, and how he made the women love him. But that's where the lover part came from. I listen to before I go to the studio, I listen to all the old eighties tracks. Especially Prince and Kraftwerk, you know, I always listen to them before I go into the studio and, and just remembering some of the things from other groups like Brothers Johnson and Earth, Wind and Fire, just hearing certain things, I would get inspired in the studio and do some things like that, but only in my own way. Prince, Michael Jackson, Rick James, and then the music comes from Kraftwerk. I like Zap. A lot of all the um, R&B and soul stuff, like Barcades, One Way, You Function, Earth, Wind, Fire, many, many of the 80s funk stuff. Prince was basically the lyrics. So Prince started out on the Controversy album, and he did a rap. People call me rude. I wish we all were new. I wish there were no black and white. I wish there were no rules. And I kind of liked the way he was rapping. It was like a chant. And so I kind of got that style. Give me a freaky inclination with a total female population. Give me a freaky inclination with a total female population. So I kind of took that smooth chant style that Prince had and put it into my lyrics and then the craft work and the kind of rock hard beat style and put that into my rhythm. And it came up with Egyptian Lover. out and about him coming to a couple of our parties um, I actually performed at one of his clubs and just seeing him at different clubs so I met him several times never spoke one time only head nods and and that's it
Yeah, and I'm six three, six foot three inches high, so I'm very intimidating when you see me in person. And um, but one time I was at a club and I was dancing, and um, he came out downstairs from VIP and started dancing right next to me and just looked at me and smiled and kind of like, like one of those what's up kind of moments. And we danced for three records straight. It was like, that was so cool. Like, wow. That was his way of saying, I know who you are. <laughs> make the best albums I've ever heard in my life. producer so I wanted to produce music that DJs could like to this day they love it it was um a lot of the, the 80s stuff playing like the, the soul R&B stuff playing in the clubs and the hip-hop came about, and then the up-tempo hip-hop, like kind of rock, and clear from Sabotron and Pretty Tony out of Miami, that had its own its own avenue. And that was the avenue that I really liked. I, I love kind of rock, and I love the craft work um, influence on it. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. I want to do that beat, but with my own kind of chants, rap like Prince, and come up with the Egyptian level sound. And I just did that, and it hit. It hit. It hit. It hit. The first thing I bought was the 808. And um, when I first heard it, it was, it was like a record by itself. I didn't need anything to go with it. But my brother was a musician. He said, you have to put something with it. Because I was going to make songs like Vico Boom and What Is It Easy To Get Scratch. That would have been it. But he was saying that he got the music with it. So um, I hired a keyboard player and I hummed him what I wanted. He played it and it was like, okay. And then I would find the sounds. I can play it with this sound. they play it with that sound. And so he was like, that's, that's producing. I'm like, oh, okay. So then I kept going on and on and on with it. And that's, that's how each music came about. But it was expensive because um, you have to buy the tape. You have to pay per hour at the studio with like a six or eight hour, hour minimum. You have to pay for the engineer. So it was costly. So I made, um, I first went to the studio with Uncle Jam's Army and we did Dollar Freaking Yes, Yes, Yes. When I went back to the studio, I did Egypt, Egypt, but I had two hours left. So I did Beagle Boom and What Is a DJ and Ultimate Scratch in those two hours. Then I went to another studio and overdubbed the scratching on top of all three of those tracks. I think we had just did a sports arena party and I got paid, so I used all of that money and um, went to the studio and spent it all on the studio. And 
Dollar Freak and Yes 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 were the first two songs we did in the studio by ourselves. I was kind of holding back the ideas of Egypt, Egypt, like the beat and the breathing and the some of the some of the chant style. I was kind of holding back when I did Dollar Freak and Yes Yes Yes. Yeah, it was it was just part of me being a DJ, and I was like. Everybody was saying I was the best DJ in LA, so I have I have this ego and this cockiness about me already. So making a song, I just kind of put it into the song. Even the serial number on the record was DMSR, and it came from Prince as well. Ooh, I'm doing the same way. I'm going to the studios. I'm not doing anything from home. The only difference is instead of using tape, we're going straight to Pro Tools. That's the only difference. Yeah, because tapes were like 250 of pop, and you need probably about four for an album. <laughs> Eight for a double album, so yeah, it costs. Not me. I'm old school. I'm stay old school. I learned a certain way. I'm going to do it that way. And when I hear the finished product, I'm proud of it because I know how I made it. And I know what it took to make it. And it sounds, to me, like all that hard work. I mean, it's like a boy meets a girl. They talk to each other. They fall in love. They get married. And they have a baby. And that baby is my record. And all the other stuff, the digital stuff is just... You cloned them. You cloned somebody. There's no process to it. You just clone somebody. There's no heart, no feeling, no nothing, no memory, no nothing. So I like doing it the old-fashioned way. It's dance music, and kids love to dance, and they love the beat. And they hear, you know, word of mouth, um, you got to hear this 808 Live. He plays 808 Live, and they always show up for that. And it's, it's amazing no matter where you go around the world. Eighty-seven is already mastered. It's going to the press in January first. So it'll be out probably summertime. And then the next one will be out around December. So two next year. Next year is my fortieth anniversary. So both albums will come out next year. Yo, T-Bone, did you produce this? Sounds good, right? 